we lift up our company and we try to figure out ways to make us more profitable, more secure, to have better solutions. And everybody to your left and your right is depending on you. And so you got to lift them up. We lift up our customers and we try to give them through our intellectual gifts and the products that we build a more efficient, energy efficient and mechanically efficient automation solution. We lift up our community and ultimately we believe we lift up this country because energy is one of the great drivers of world economy. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, sponsored by AWS Energy. Before I introduce this week's guests, I want to go ahead and ask everyone to leave me a, a review on iTunes, help people find the show, and I love the feedback. This week, we have a five-star review. Wowzer, Paige, your interview with Barry Glickman was fantastic. I had no idea that Technic FMC was so involved with reducing G- HG emissions and carbon intensity. Great to hear. And shout out to AWS for being bold enough to sponsor your show. You have a big fan club here. Keep up the awesome work. Podcasting Mike via Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, Podcasting Mike. All right, so let's get into it. I'm sitting here this afternoon with Robert Mason, Chief Executive Officer and President of Spock Automation. How are you doing, Bobby? I am doing great. And thank you for allowing me to be on the show. And a double thanks for using Bobby because... Robert is how I'm officially called, but I don't owe you money yet, so yeah, I'd that's rather exactly. go by Bobby. <laughs> well, I also have a different name, but I go by Paige, so I completely understand. I know when people are calling for money or it's official, so. <laughs> well, Bobby, let's talk about how you got started in the oil and gas industry. Well, that is a long story, uh, and being a good old Southern boy, I am used to stories, but People don't necessarily think of oil and gas industry and Alabama, which is where <laughs> that's true. Where I'm located, and I'm sure you can pick up my Queen's English accent. <laughs> but coal bed methane did get started here. Okay, and I got started in this business. Actually, this company we started it about 20 years ago. But prior to that, we were actually servicing the coal bed methane fields here in the Black Warrior Basin. And we had come up with some solutions using variable frequency drive technology on rod pumps. And I worked for a different company at that time that actually my father owned and he sold. And I had a difference of culture and core values with the company that, that had bought us. And I left and hired several of the six or seven of us that also did not agree with the culture and core values of the of the company that bought that company and we decided to make a focus on the this industry and lo and behold another 65 70,000 units later I'm sitting here talking to Paige <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So how's everything held up with the pandemic and stuff for your company? It's been challenging, but 
you know, we're an innovation company. And so we actually just took it as a, another challenge. That's one of the things we like to do is solve problems. It's in our, in our core competency. And we actually used it as a way to, we kind of viewed it as a gift. Mm-hmm. Economically, not, not so much a gift like right. everyone. We've, we've had a downturn, but we've been able to do some amazing things We've been working for several years on our next generation products. And so it's allowed us additional time to do that. We took that time. Actually, we started something new during the pandemic and it was to share our intellectual gifts and and talents through little short videos. We call them two minute drives, Uh put them up on the website so that we can teach some of the people that are out in the industry, how to use the technology where to use it, how to, how to lower their lifting costs and try to really, it, it's our field service guys, our, our engineers, our sales guys, our technicians, our, even our production team members. They all take their iPhones and they, they do a little short two to four minute video that we feel like is adding value to try to help the, the industry thrive on the backside of this thing. Cause we will get through it. Yeah, we will. So it's funny. You, you chose two minute to four minute videos, is that because of people's attention span or just because that's enough time to fill this niche amount of information for that said subject? We also started, you know, we can do the frequently asked questions. We have videos online on the website for technical things. So we give enough technical answers and suggestions and or ways that you can use or better the equipment that you have in the field even. So we really tried to keep it short for attention span, but we didn't want them to turn out to be these boring tech videos. We wanted to add value. And we understand that some people may not actually end up in the industry after this is over. And so we also wanted to give people some information that would make it it's transferable because drive technology is something you can use in any industry. If you have an mm-hmm. electric motor, you can use a drive to control it. And so we just felt like it was a way we could give back. Excellent. So I understand that, you know, everybody goes through challenges, issues that they're, you know, another, but what's some of the stuff that's really gotten to you that you've had to go, okay, how do we get through this challenge? Other than obviously the pandemic and your 20 years at Spock (laughs) and the downturn. Let's not forget about that. I mean, who can, but you know, I guess I'm Paige, I'm really sitting in a, great spot in life. I love what I do. I'm surrounded by people that I genuinely care about and they're all rowing the same direction as me. That is, I left my previous employer to start this company because of culture. And one of the things that I have focused on from day one is a culture that lifts up people. That's actually something that I'm most proud of in my career actually is, you know, we've won numerous awards, but the ones that really mean the most to me is where we've won best place to work here in Birmingham half a dozen times. We, we won last year. We were very fortunate to be recognized by Inc. Magazine as one of the best places to work in America. Oh, that's so cool. And so the challenge for me has been to take what we felt was right in, in developing our core values and our, and our competency around core values and culture 
and just infusing it into everyday life. And we've been successful at it and we still work at it. And if you don't work at it, it will get away from you. And one of the things that makes this place special is the culture. And I think our customers, our vendors, as well as the employees see that and it's recognized. We do a lot of programs that that actually recognize people for, we have five core values, a great example. And those five core values are caring, solution-focused, passionate, which you can tell I am, mm-hmm. committed, and then gratifying. And then we define them ourselves. We didn't take the Webster or Wikipedia or Google definition, and we defined them ourselves. For for instance, committed is to do it right and do it on time, every time. Caring is is we invest in our employees, our customers, and our suppliers to make them better. Passionate, we define that as we're here to win, but more importantly, we're here to win for our customers. And then solution focused, you know, as I've mentioned, we're an innovation company. We're always looking for a better way. And that that's not just in products, that's in process and everything that we do. And and then gratifying. We take our work serious, but we have a lot of fun. And it's exciting when you make products that can change the world. Yeah. And, and so we actually we take that to the next level. If if we, we instituted a program using military coins. My CFO is a veteran. We have a we have a lot of veterans actually mm-hmm. staff that I'm very proud of. And when he retired from the Navy, he gave me his coin when he invited me to the the ceremony. Oh, that's awesome! And I just thought that was really cool. My my wife actually, her cousin was a Blue Angel, so I had his coin, and and it just hit me that we should have coins made. So we made up coins for each one of our core values. And when our employees, when your team members catch you in the act of living out our core values, they nominate you. Well, that goes to our weekly executive management team meeting and every single person and what they did to be nominated is then read aloud. We weigh it against the definitions and then we vote on it. Some people get them, some people don't. But then we have these hand, these custom-made coins. We give them out. There's a ceremony. And at the end of the year, we pick one person that gets a lift-up award. That's what we call our culture is lift-up. Mm-hmm. And then that person gets a monetary award, but they get a gold coin, which is different than any of the others. And, and we, we define that one as if we sent this individual to Mars, and they couldn't speak a lick of Martian, but through their actions and their deeds, they portrayed who Spock Automation is and lived out those core values. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's a coveted, coveted award when you get these coins. And we don't just limit it to people. We actually, just last week, we had one of our one of our suppliers who helped us with a tremendous opportunity that we have. And figured out ways to benefit us. And so they were nominated by some people out in the production floor. It's something that we extend beyond the walls of the family. Gotcha. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty competitive, so <laughs> I can imagine how that goes in your company. And so on your tile, it also shows company culture expert. You want to explain that a little bit more, especially with the lift up? Well, lift up is that culture. And 
we kind of take the approach that, well, lift up, we break it into these categories. First, want to lift up yourself, give you an opportunity to build a career and help your family and, and succeed in life. We lift up each other because every job here is important or you wouldn't be employed here. And then we, we lift up our company and we try to figure out ways to make us more profitable, more secure, to have better solutions. And everybody to your left and your right is depending on you. And so you got to lift them up. We lift up our customers and we try to give them through our intellectual gifts and the products that we build a more efficient, energy efficient and mechanically efficient automation solution. We lift up our community and ultimately we believe we lift up this country because energy is one of the great drivers of world economy and it's national security. And, and really our ideas can make energy less expensive reduce our carbon footprints and make us less dependent foreign entities for our energy because energy is vital to us. So everybody's bought into that culture and, and we live it out through our core values. And so culture's, culture's a big thing around here. Good, good. So if you had one piece of advice to give our audience, what would it be? I'm going to actually stick on the same thing. I'm going to say that culture matters. You can have a good culture or a bad culture or just a mediocre. And people have asked me many years, is it really, I mean, yeah, it makes you feel good. Your, pe- your people are happy, but is it, is it good business? Does it, is it profitable to work on culture and do what you say and say what you do, so to speak, when it comes to core values? And one of the things that as, when I was starting out in my career, I was kind of a naysayer when it came to core values and culture, because I had the privilege of actually my first professional career in this industry, I was working for my father and he had a wonderful company with, with those things. So I guess I took it for granted, but I saw so many vendors that would come in and they'd plop down a brochure and they'd say, these are our core values. This is what we do. Yada, yada, yada. But they no more lived it out than the man on the moon. And I've always tried to live my life in a way that if I tell you it's going to rain, you better take your umbrella to work because I'm not going to lie to you. And so core values do matter. Longevity of employees. I mentioned started the company with seven guys. We've got five of the original seven. One had to retire due to health issues because he could no longer work. Another one of those original seven left because he got an opportunity to get some ownership in a company in the automation space. And he's actually now a customer of ours. Oh, and, that's neat. And the balance of the team is still here. So longevity is, is a byproduct. We've been blessed to have been on Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies three times in the last 10 years. You know, economically, I will tell you that culture matters. And then all the awards with people here just absolutely are sold into what we're doing and helping others through the technologies and the and the intellectual gifts that we have it's not a it's not a job people show up here cuz they want to be here yeah yeah so let's talk a, a little bit about what type of automation technology you do provide it's strictly upstream and midstream correct answer is yes and no 
that is the space that we, <laughs> that we primarily work in. What we do is we are experts in variable frequency drives and variable frequency drives control electric motors. So instead of just on off control, for instance, like a light switch turns a, a light on and off. What we can do with a VFD for short is we can control the speed and the torque of a motor electrically. So we have digital control. So think of your rheostat on your, your light dimmer switch on a light bulb. You change the voltage to the light and it changes the intensity of it. We do that with electric motors and then we automate the process around that. So your pressures, your levels, your temperatures, all of those different inputs, we bring those into the system and then we automate pumps, compressors. We're in artificial lift, ESPs, beam pumps, progressives, any kind of pumping application, compression, water handling. And then we also take that technology actually into energy conversion and energy storage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what book influenced you the most and why? Most influential book in my life is is the Bible. Now, I'm not going to preach to everybody, but that's the best book you can get for business or life. One that we're actually, I will say, has been very influential to us as a company. It's actually one, we got a lot. I enjoy challenging my team to read. We, we actually give a lot of books out during the course of the year that fall into our game plan. We just finished one up called Extreme Ownership, How the U.S. Navy Seals Lead and Win. That is a great book about taking ownership. And it went so well that my leadership team now has taken that and they're working through the entire book with all of their teams that report to them. And we're pushing it all the way through the company. And and we do several of those during the course of the year just to try to help everybody, again, lift them up and educate and try to make us a better place. Excellent. What would you say is your most used business tool? Most used business tool. That is a excellent question. And we use so many that we were very fortunate during this pandemic. We were early adopters to Salesforce. Okay. We've been on Salesforce actually for about 17 years, somewhere. Oh, in that wow. mm-hmm. We're, we're high tech rednecks. We, We like technology and, and we actually moved the company about going on five years ago. We moved our ERP system over. It sits on the Salesforce platform. It was a struggle and, and a lot of pain to go through all of that. But what it allowed us to do was to build out a completely cloud based company. So We weren't planning on a pandemic. I wished I was smart enough to have forecasted that one, but it has made the transition outside of our manufacturing team. Every professional front-end job, sales, marketing, purchasing, engineering, everyone can literally do 100% of their job remotely. And so we didn't scramble and get upside down like a lot of companies did when this hit. It it's been an inconvenience. You certainly have to work hard on communication and keeping that cohesiveness, but through culture and through technology, we've been able to to do that. So 
Good deal. Who's your most respected competitor? I have a lot of respect for most all of our competitors. And that may sound a little odd, but there's some really good companies out there and and some people that do some, some things right. Some things we think we do better, but if I didn't, then I probably wouldn't do what I'm doing. The biggest thing in this industry from the space that we are in, which is that controls and automation side, is there's technology that's been deployed that was incorrectly used in the past. And so it has kind of a a black eye at times and it's getting better. ESP market's a great example. When we first started selling into the ESP market, less than 10% of the ESPs that were deployed were on variable frequency drives because people would put technology out that was misapplied. And we, today, it's almost 100% market share of variable frequency drives on ESP applications. And okay. We, for, and for people that don't know what ESP means, I'm could you I'm explain sorry, that? That's, a, <laughs> that's an electric submersible pump. Okay. Uh, one of the methods of artificial lift. And so that pumping application where the pump and the motor are actually down hole and then our, our drives do the controls from the surface. That technology has shifted and migrated and, and there's some great competitors and we do, a, we do really well in that space. I have a large market presence and, and market share, but we compete with a lot of different companies and there really are a lot of good class acts out there. The days of snake oil salesmen, I'd love to say they're over. Right. But I think it's actually getting a lot better. And I actually, I'll say the pandemic will help because you got to be pretty dedicated and committed to this industry to be riding this out and not uh, jump and ship like a lot of companies have in the past and and certainly have this time to greener pastures. Yeah. Even some that couldn't help it have had to jump ship. They have. And I I don't mean that derogatory. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It is very, very sad. It is. But this too shall pass. And I I personally believe that we're going to be thriving on the other side. We're really excited about next year. If for no other reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So what would you say your most important lesson learned is? That is a great question. A tough question. I don't know that there's just one lesson that I can say. I think the lesson is that I have to continue to learn every Mm -hmm. day. And that's probably the thing that if I were giving advice to my own sons or any other young person starting a business, it's going to be that. You have to continue to learn. And when you think you know it, the game can change. You have to constantly be willing to educate yourself, to shift, and always always be looking for how you can innovate yourself and your company and your team that you've assembled because there is no promise for tomorrow and you have to be prepared for it because the enemy gets a vote. What a strong statement, especially right now. Yeah, that really hits hits me in the heart. So, so why do you think your role now is important to the future of the oil and gas industry, Bobby? Well, we offer solutions that are actually going to reshape the industry. 
one of the things I'm just super excited about is this next generation product that we're about to come out with. It's going to have AI and edge computing technology. It's going to help the users reduce their lifting costs, their operating costs electrically. It's going to add life to their equipment. And then in our energy side, where we're actually using the drives as gateways, it's going to open up opportunities for customers to look at things different than they ever have before. And by that, I mean, for instance, energy storage. So if you've got a critical application, let's just say maybe a saltwater disposal. And at that saltwater disposal, you need to keep that prime mover pumping. Right. Shut in a field. What if you could use our variable frequency drive technology with some special application software that would allow you to use alternative energy and store energy in either batteries or supercapacitors or whatever that medium is so that you have utility feeding you power and maybe you have wind or generator or solar or battery backup and all of those things could bumplessly transfer between one another. What if you could have the ability to use that technology to pick the lowest energy source to operate during this particular period of the day or for peak shaving? So we think that 100% we are in the right space with the right technologies to actually help reshape this industry and help it to survive and thrive and be the transition into the future. Excellent. You have a favorite podcast? Besides yours? (laughs) Yes, besides mine. (laughs) I do not have a favorite. I actually listen to quite a few different podcasts on a lot of different subjects. And you've actually been on a couple of ours. You've been on our technology podcast and our onshore podcast. So if anybody else wants to check those out, I'll have Savannah put those in in the links, in the show notes. And it has been a honor and a pleasure on everyone. I'm just thrilled uh, for the opportunity. And and I cannot believe you guys let a a guy from Alabama. And I do not, (laughs) I'll I'll go on the record and say Forrest Gump uh, did come from Greenbow, but it doesn't exist. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, So if people want to reach out to you and or get to know more about Spock Automation. How can they go about doing that, Bobby? Well, thank you for that opportunity. And yes, you can visit our website. It's SpockAutomation.com and it's S-P-O-C. And that acronym actually stands for Sensorless Pump Off Control. So even though Pump Long and Prosper is on all the t-shirts. It, I was going to say, <laughs> live long and prosper. That's awesome. That's it. Pump Long and Prosper. But SpockAutomation.com is our website. And then I'm on LinkedIn under Robert L. Mason. And if you'd like information, please feel free to reach out, visit our website. If you'd like information on our culture, it's under the About Us page. We've got a lift up section and tell you a little bit about our company. And I'd be happy to answer any questions anyone has. So just reach out and I'll do my best to get back with you and help in any way. All right. That's great. Thank you again for joining me, Bobby. Pledge is my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Now here's Savannah with Events on Deck. Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN. And here are the events on deck for December 2020. 
This month, we only have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events that I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our two OGGN live streams, and on the third, we have Moving Up in a Downturn, and on the eighth, we have Quality Management in a Down Economy. The only in-person event we have this month is the API and SPE Houston Chapter Luncheon about the rebuilding of the American oil field, which will be at the Petroleum Club on the 8th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month, so make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or our website for more information about any of the live streams we have coming up. If you have any questions about the events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for December, and I hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.